<laughs> who knows what's going to happen when you and I get together? <laughs> who knows? I feel like what I've done in my life is just collected things that make sense and, and that work and that seem helpful. And then I come up with some little catchphrase to help me remember. It's like, oh yeah, that's the power of choice or be your favorite person, Mm -hmm. be a mirror, not a sponge. Those I like to kind of grab it and hold it and remember it. And it's like a tool that goes into the toolbox. And the one that we were just talking about is this one. Listen to the inner experts. And this is like one of my most recent ones. When I'm doing something that I don't know how to do, or maybe I think I know how to do it, but I believe that there's a better way to do it. I call upon the experts in the field. I just, I just imagine that the expert is standing there right next to me, telling me how to do the thing that I don't really know how to do. I, and I do it the way they tell me to do it. And then I learn how to do the thing from my inner expert. Yeah. So what's an example in your life of this? Cause it's a, it's a great idea, but like, if you don't know, how do you know, like where, who, what, how? <laughs> well, I think you know? that a lot of times we just do things semi-unconsciously. And if we were to, to listen to our deepest wisdom, we would know a lot more than we think we know. Well, I've used this for things that are a lot more technical, but the other day I was cooking pierogies. Do you know what they are? Like little Polish dumplings. Mm-hmm. And I'm cooking them in this pan that only has limited amount of space. And I know that I want to get more pierogies into this pan than I have normally been able to fit in this pan. So I called upon my inner experts and said, how, what is the best way to maximize the number of pierogies in this pan? And, and then they showed me to do it one facing this way, one facing that way, and start around the rim and start on the edge. And then you get the maximum amount there and then go to the next level and go in, out, in, out. And also to push the onions kind of in between, do the onions first and push it in between. And so I'm not fighting with the onions that are already in the pan. It's just like all clicked together and it looked like this work of art when I was done. And in the Mm -hmm. past, you know, I just kind of shove them around and I'm burning myself. And but the experts would tell me like, oh no, use this tool. It's perfect for this. Turn down the heat a little bit right now or whatever. But if I have this mentor on my shoulder and I feel like it's not me kind of freaking out thinking, I don't know how to do this, which is going to stop us from being able to do it well. I wish someone could help me. That that's someone you can have right there all the time helping you. I do that a lot too, but I didn't think about it this way. You know, uh-huh. I think actually I, I would bet lots of people do the same thing. Like what would this person do? The day I was having computer problems and pre- me, if there's a computer problem, I pretty much want to stomp on it or throw it out the window. Like I have no <laughs> patience. But I, but I heard myself say, well, what would Jesse do? You know, I mean, Jesse is a computer whiz, you know, he, he builds computers, you know, like in his mm-hmm. spare time or whatever. You know? <laughs> in his sleep. So I was like, I was like, what would he do? Cause he often tells me like, did you Google it? Did you turn it off and turn it on? You know, I could hear his voice mm-hmm. and I went further than I've ever gone before. And I got stuck and I wanted to throw my computer out the window, <laughs> but I did more than I would have done before because I had the expert. I had an inner expert. Yes. It, it gave me patience where before I didn't have any because mm-hmm. I, had some, I had some extra resources. I had some other tools. Yeah. So it sounds like that's kind of what you're talking about. Totally. Totally. Yes, exactly. So how would you, how would this relate to love or relationships? Like how can you see hmm. this being useful in a, in like a personal realm? 
Well, for me, it's an act of self-love, you know, to, to do this. And most of these things that I do are mostly about uh, trusting myself, loving myself. And so I, it gives me, it's hugely empowering for me to think that I could do something that I don't know how to do. Let's say like I start painting, you know, I'm going to paint this wall today and I start painting, but I don't really know how to paint, how much paint to push on, put on the brush, how to use it, how to hold it. And then if, but it just lets me jump into things with more confidence, knowing that I have like the whole team of experts. It's kind of like people who have access to the Akashic records, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I know everything. <laughs> I, I know a little bit what you just said, but not enough to be like, oh yeah, the Akashic records. <laughs> oh yeah, the Akashic <laughs> records. <laughs> what is that? So the Akashic records are they say, uh, the, the experts, the, the experts say, <laughs> hold on, let me see. What is the Akashic record? It's, it's a record of all that has ever been and all that will ever be is stored in the Akashic records. It's like a huge library somewhere in consciousness mm. that some people know how to get to and access and get any information you would ever want. It's like it's all there, the cloud. It's kind of like the cloud. Yes, the cloud like, before the cloud. Right. Yeah, the even big bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it, for me, it's great kinesthetically. I mean, of course, anybody could look, you could look these things up, you could pause and Google it. But when I'm in the middle of doing something, I just love to call upon the experts. I just like doing things the most efficient and best way possible. I get a big thrill out of doing, making things better, doing things better. I'm still trying to overlay it in relationship. Like, what would it look mm. like? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How would, how could this be helpful for somebody? In a relationship, like if you're having a relationship problem. Yeah, I guess. So for example, if you have a relationship, you could imagine like the best relationship therapist in the world. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having a struggle with your partner, you could, you could, you could step out of your role for a second and think, what would the best relationship therapist in the world say right now? Mm -hmm. The nice thing about that actually in, in this situation, but almost in any situation is like, because sometimes we're like this with our problems, you know, like mm -hmm. we, we can't see the forest through the trees, but this technique actually, it's, it's a way of like stepping back and being more of an observer and not being so entangled in it so that you can see your way out. Like if you're lost in the forest, cause you can't see beyond your own tree, you tree. know, like mm -hmm. stepping back and you can see a path. Yes. So yes, there's a process work concept called shifting your assemblage point. And we kind of tend to assemble inside ourselves. You know, we tend to assemble as Amy or as Jess or as whoever, uh, but we can shift our assemblage points and assemble as the chair. You know, I can assemble as you, I can assemble as the best relationship therapist or mm -hmm. the master pierogi maker. <laughs> take a picture of your beautiful pants. I wish I had. I, it was like a mandala. Yeah. 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 yeah it was beautiful. Pierogi mandala. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was just perfect. Maybe I did take a picture. It was that beautiful. <laughs> I like it. You know, like, yeah, it's cool to like, just to have that one little tool, try this tool out for a week, you know, mm -hmm. you don't need to remember all of them, but just try this one. Yeah. And as much as you can remember, you know, even if it just happens once or twice a day or, you know, whatever, just like play with this one. Mm -hmm. The more you play with it, the more you're comfortable with it. And then the easier you can access it in your toolbox, you know? Yes. You mean with the little love bites? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Try this one this week. Yeah. Just one. Just one. What is it? 
contact no rely listen, on, listen, listen to, the, to inner, the inner the inner experts yeah hmm. mm -hmm. and i'm it's, thinking of all sorts of ways i could do this you know like flossing your teeth you know like people floss yes your teeth, but then when you go to the dentist the dental hygienist like that's the expert on flossing your teeth. They really right. know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. She gets like some teeth I didn't know I had in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm flossing my teeth and I imagine, you know, like this, the inner expert, then like, I'm going to get those teeth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We can probably upgrade most of the things we do. We could probably do them with more consciousness, more awareness, and do a better job of them, more mindfulness. It's really mindfulness. Right? Yeah. Yes. You're not just walking through life in a trance, but really yeah. being intentional. Yes. That's what the yeah. experts do. Yes. Yes. The experts are very intentional. And I do think that our insecurities can get in the way and kind of create some smokes and mirrors between us and our abilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people um, very close to me that get stopped up and say out loud, like, oh, I can't do it. I'm too stupid. Oh, God. Right. And like that's cancel, one, cancel, total mm -hmm. limiting belief. And then they then they are like setting themselves up to like not be able to it because right. they don't believe that they can, you know? Yes. Instead of like, okay, what would the inner expert here do? Yes. Pause, listen to the inner expert. Right. You do know how to do this. You, you can do, do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a place where you'd want to draw the line, like anything dangerous. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Don't go and try to be a surgeon now. Right, right. Like maybe, yeah, try it on a worm or something. Maybe. Oh, God, the poor worm. I know. But, you know, like if you're dressing your own wound, you know, you have like yes. a, a simple a simple splinter, you know, uh -huh. something where it's not kind of like life or death or something. Exactly. Like if you have a splinter, that's just perfect. And you're like, oh God, I don't know how to get this out. It hurts. And da, 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 da. Or you could be like, huh, if I was a doctor or a nurse or somebody and I was handling this, I would just first do it like this. And then you got to get under. I mean, you can get some pretty refined instructions from your inner experts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really learned things that I can't think it, it creates an altered state, you know, we lose our capacity, you know, but if you're, if you can kind of make that shift and listen to the inner expert, like suddenly you're like, oh yes. And if you just put the right amount of pressure and then get your tool and slide it under, whatever it is, you know, you can get really specific instructions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's amazing how much we know. I know that the first time I did acid, LSD, I was really exposed internally to how much I know that I didn't know I knew, hmm. you know, suddenly I was like, oh my God, I'm way smarter than I thought I was. Wait, can you repeat that? The first time I did LSD, I realized that I know so much more than I thought I knew. Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. I had access to more of my brain you know, like the, the blocks internally seemed like they were no longer there and I could access mm. so much. Right. Yeah. That's and then I, you know, I didn't like become a really big uh, acid user. I just felt like that was like a little flower opening to show me my potential. And then from there I was, I was to go and take the steps to become more like that, to take the blocks inside my mind down. Which is so fascinating because I, I heard it differently. I heard, I heard it the opposite, actually, which is there's more that I, I realize that I don't know. I don't know. And what I don't know is most like 
that I, oh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, I didn't realize I, how. that I don't know things, you know, and like, I think that's mm. conventional thinking. Actually, mm. I remember taking in a workshop years ago and they sort of revealed to us all like, okay, how much do you know name and where you live and all that? How much <laughs> do you know that you don't know? Mm-hmm. And then how much do you, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. which was like mm-hmm. this huge amount. Yeah. Which is kind of the opposite of your acid experience. Like feeling right. like you have access to all these things that you thought you didn't know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the inner experts, right? Yes, exactly. Thinking that we don't know things keeps us from knowing things. Believing what? that we don't. That's a limiting belief by definition. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, I don't know. exactly. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Uh-huh. I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. an extreme, but. Yeah. What if we yeah. knew more than we thought we knew? We all know more than we thought we knew. Otherwise, we wouldn't have dreams at night. You know, I mean, think about how creative and amazing we can be in our dreams at night. You know, we come up with these like wild stories. Even if you don't remember your dreams, there's some part of you that does, you know, that is dreaming. And um, yeah, I think we're wildly intelligent and creative beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And not just me and you, but all, <laughs> but all humans. Oh. <laughs> Other people are smart too. <laughs> no, every time I watch even, because I don't watch very much TV, every time I am exposed to TV and I see commercials, I just think people are freaking hilarious. I just think everybody's a genius. You know, I just really think that people are so smart and creative and walking through Trader Joe's. They're so funny, aren't they? People are so funny. And almost everybody is a little bit funny and you have to be smart to be funny. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful way to walk through the world. Just mm. believing that everyone around you is, is smart and funny. Yeah. And I think that's really different too. I think that lots of people walk through life thinking that like people are not smart and funny, you know, right. like people are in my way. I think that's a lot of the belief mm. out there. It's like people are in my way. I don't know where people are trying to go. In my way, <laughs> like bulldozing through crowds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, on the street, like driving, like, you know, or like in a parking lot or, you know, trying to get to the the broccoli section or whatever, like everyone's in my way. Oh, you know? like, wow, oh that's way. so funny. And, and I think that often people feel like they're in everybody else's way. Like when I, when I'm in the grocery store, I really, you know, so if you walk through a grocery store, like everybody says, sorry, at least me, I, I walk the grocery store, everybody's apologizing. I'm like, really? It's okay. You're allowed to be looking at the canned beans, you know, like it's okay. We're equals here. You know, I can walk around you, but people like apologize for existing all the time, probably because they think they that, think that everyone is, you know, right. Everybody's in each other's way. Yeah. I actually started um, the past couple of weeks, started walking through life with the tool in my tool box that was up for me and like practice. This is like walking through life, seeing everyone as divine love mm-hmm. and like walking through life, looking for opportunities to connect with divine love. Nice. And like what a difference it is to walk through a grocery store or wherever you are, wherever you are with people to find a connection that maybe you know, I mean, it's, it's there, you know, it's just, it's just being mindful of it. It's just connecting to it. Like mm-hmm. I went on a hike with some people I didn't know. And um, instead of creating like some anxiety or some fear, like, are they going to like me? Will I like them? Like just walking into it with the intention of, 
of finding that, you know, divine connection and seeing love, you know, and it was a beautiful hike. It makes a container, you know, and it, and people respond to the containers that they're in. So if you are walking around, like I see the divine in you, you know, the person who's being seen can feel that, you know, and it, and it, uh, it invites them forward. Yeah. I used to say like, you know, if you have a dog and you call it a dumb dog, you're going to have a dumb dog. And if you think your dog is a freaking genius, your dog is a freaking genius. And that's how, you know, like we kind of acclimate to the environment. And if we're treated like we're stupid, we think we're stupid and we act stupid. If we're treated like we're like, you know, the gift of the universe, then that's how we feel about ourselves. And that's what comes out. So when we're children or dogs <laughs> or, or vulnerable people, you know, that's all very formative. But as we become adults, we can just see that in ourselves. You know, we can, we can make that choice. Like I am a gift of the universe and I am brilliant and whatever words you like, <laughs> you can be all those things that you like. Yeah. It's beautiful. And reflecting that in other people. Like it's such, it's such a gift you know, for both. Yes. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful, a beautiful way to have the foundation that people are spiritual beings. You know, people are, are different faces of God or spirit or whatever you want to call them. It's like a big hug of humanity. It's interesting being in the dating world where everybody is so defensive. People have been burned and people like to blame and call people narcissists and call people names and analyze the situation. Uh, but I think we could have a lot more grace around it all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, less expectations and more grace. So I was listening to a podcast. Um, it was uh, like a dharma talk that ram das gave and i was on the airplane and he was talking about this about falling in love with total strangers like going to the grocery store and falling in love with the clerk there or whatever just like walking through life falling in love with people and not being attached it's not like oh my gosh we're in love we ha i have to see you again you know, it's not it's romantic like, love it's not attached yeah it's mm -hmm. universal love right it's mm -hmm. the, more, mm -hmm. the more he opened up to universal love the less attached he became to personal love listening to this i was on the airplane by myself and i was sitting next to a total stranger who was also listening to something and like you know i wasn't interacting with anybody but i could feel like this like self-protective layers sort of fall away and just allowing myself first i like felt love for this human being sitting next to me without making any contact like he had no idea what was going on <laughs> like, maybe I totally I totally fell in love with it right maybe uh -huh. I fell in love uh -huh. with him and then I fell in love with the person across the aisle and then like suddenly I was in love with everyone on the plane and like yeah. I started crying of course mm -hmm. I was crying but like what a beautiful way to be in a world where they're you know like that's what's available you know like I felt totally different than also being on the plane because I didn't feel alone because I was in love with everyone <laughs> <laughs> with all your people <laughs> so it's just it was I mean can you imagine a world yes I can I can I feel like we're so close you know there's something about the polarization that's happened in society over the last whatever chunk of years over the last presidency or you know it's just and it's everywhere it's beyond trump you know there's fascism yeah. kind of everywhere and 
but I just feel like it's so, for some reason, it's so close that humanity is like right on the edge of, uh, of remembering our true nature, you know, of remembering our angelic nature and our, our loving spirits. And, you know, in the end, you know, when we're born and when we die, like that's what we are, we're just pure love. You know, and in the middle, I think we get a little shaken up and we get a little confused and we get bombarded with shoulds and thoughts and what'd you say? We forget. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot. Yeah. When I did ayahuasca, I just did ayahuasca one time, but when I did it, that was my download was that like, we are all light beings and my job in my lifetime was to help remind people to help them remember that they were from, that they're, uh, that they're a light being, they're actually a spiritual being. They're actually like love incarnate. It just feels like the truth to me. It just feels like it is the truth. Every person who I sit down with, you know, every person in that ayahuasca ceremony, I, I could see it in all of them, you know, that they were just all these angels. And I just think that we've forgotten. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine today, and this is really interesting. And he said that he actually loves the mask because what he sees, what's available is people's eyes and the mask that we put on, you know, the, the weird facial expression or like the, the double signals of like, you're smiling, but really like inside, you can see the sorrow in your eyes. It takes, it takes away the, the mask that we wear and what's available <laughs> is like the eye the window, to the, the window to the soul. Right. Right. That's yeah. so funny. Right before you said that I wanted, because I was crying, I wanted to take off my glasses because I just wanted to be kind of more present to my vulnerability. And in a certain way, my glasses do feel like a mask, you know, I'm like yeah. behind them. Yeah. And there's something really beautiful about taking this away and just being with one another, just with our eyes. You know, you can't hide, you can't pretend with your eyes, you know, your eyes kind of say it all. Yeah. We can't pretend with anything. (laughs) We can't pretend with anything. I mean, we can try, but I think that the truth is that we're all just utterly transparent beings and, and we have just, our bodies just tell the story, you know, We're, we're not robots. And so there's so much more than just what we say. And in the direction of our corners of our mouths, <laughs> you know, it's distracting. We, it's distracting. You know, like if you take that away, then it just mm-hmm. really raw and vulnerable about it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really neat. It was a really neat perspective. Yeah. Right. Right. We're just all a bunch of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Put my mask back on. Okay. <laughs> great to talk with you and like our little talks well right. i think we do something like this until next time is that what it was mm. sayonara <laughs> until next time Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>